Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is time to talk to our Royals insider, Josh Vernier, here on 610 Sports Radio. Vern, how the heck are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. What I always like about Hard Knocks is there's always one person in your fantasy football league that bought way too much into one player from Hard Knocks. You can always tell the one guy that doesn't miss a second of Hard Knocks because he's going to draft the number four wide receiver for the Jets in Mm -hmm. like the eighth round. So why are you talking about me and not just saying it? Okay. I didn't know. I, I knew it was one of you, too. I didn't know which one it was going to be. And right. Well, baseball you know, needs to do this, Vern. Baseball needs to do something like this. Throw it on MLB TV or something. What team would you want to watch? That would be cool to watch as kind of a spring yeah. training version of this. Who yeah. right. watch, Vern? Right. The Reds, like the Orioles? Like quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball definitely. Those type of shows are made for baseball yeah. because there's so many interesting characters from all over the world. And there's so much downtime. Yeah. Um, there is. Especially in spring training. Yeah, these guys would, you know, they, they'd probably put up a fight, one of these fake fights like the Jets are doing, but yeah. they would love it at the end of the day. If you went home with them, you went to the golf course with them. Yeah. Yeah, th- this is made for baseball. I, I, I hope it happens. What team would I want to see? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I just want to watch Shohei and, and, and try to understand how he does what he does. Yeah, it's oh, unbelievable, man. How much did, of that game did you get to catch last night? Because I, I was watching a good portion of it before I ended up going to bed. And, and just seeing the difference, we talked about it earlier in the show this morning, Vernon, the, the difference that he just makes by, you know, having the, the Japanese Gatorade, if you will, plastered all right. over the dugout and everybody wearing Otani jerseys in the entire country of Japan watching every single game. Like, I don't think you can look at, and this is why I keep pushing it towards the Royals, I don't think you could look at $60 million a year and look at that as a salary. That's a $60 million investment that's going to return on your investment more so than maybe any other player in baseball has ever done before. Which is why I don't know what I would do if I was running the Angels. For as much as I think I could get in return, there's no way I would. All those advertisements all around the stadium, mm-hmm. every time Shohei puts a toe on the diamond, those advertisements pop up. You lose all of that money. So even though it makes sense for them to trade them to try and get a Juan Soto-like haul, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't want to be the general manager that traded the greatest baseball weapon ever. Um, yeah, I mean, whoever gets them. Now, now I... <laughs> I've been thinking about this since I was on with the drive on Friday. I'll pose it to you guys. They asked me, if if the Royals were to acquire Shohei Otani at the trade deadline, what type of spike would we see attendance-wise in September? And it's 
you know, kind of sobering when you think about it. If, if Mahomes is on the other side of the parking lot doing his thing, I think Shohei would add about 10,000 fans per game, but I don't think you'd be seeing sellouts night in and night out down the stretch as this team heads towards another losing season. So even though he is the greatest thing this sport has ever seen, I don't think he's going to turn out 30,000 nightly. No, and, and, and I think you're absolutely right on that, Vern, because at this point of the year, I think people already have their plans made, like, you know, w- with the kids and whatnot. You start to look at their schedules. That stuff is already in stone. There's a lot of stuff you can't move around, and a lot of your entertainment dollars are already getting spent because at this time of the year, you've purchased your Chiefs tickets. Right. Maybe you're starting to think, you know, hey, Christmas isn't that far away. You're start- So I- I'm with you. I don't think it would be a huge impact this year, but if you went out and got him in the offseason and signed him, you would immediately see people spend their money, and the ticket sales would skyrocket. I think season ticket sales yeah. would go up. The advertising dollars would go up. The jersey sales would go up. You'd, you, you'd have basically a funnel of cash coming in from Japan. Like People think I'm nuts that I've been talking about bringing Shohei Otani here, but that's the only way you're really going to turn this organization around. They do something like that. I'll, I'll grab a shovel and walk to North Kansas City yeah. to help build the stadium <laughs> wherever you want. Yeah, right. you bring Shohei to Kansas City, and uh, uh, you guys mentioned, I mean, Bob, you mentioned it last week. You have the greatest football player and the greatest baseball player in the same city, which I don't, I don't know when that's happened. I, maybe Boston had that with Tom Brady and uh, Pedro Martinez for a moment. I, I, I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, to imagine Shohei running the bases, taking the mound at Kauffman Stadium at uh, sounds like a dream, but, yeah. but you're right. They're a professional baseball team. They can do it. Can you entice Shohei to come to the middle of the country? Uh, that I, I, I just can't envision him leaving the West Coast. Yeah, I know, and everybody seems to think it's going to ultimately be you know the Dodgers where he yep. ends up signing, yeah. but th- this is why you have a general manager and, and a manager and, right. and guys like that. You pay these guys big bucks. Put your recruiting pants on and, and, and let's go and, and convince Shohei Otani yeah. that this is the place to be, even though it is in the middle of the country. Who the hell cares? Can you win, though? Cause, hey, listen to this stat, Vern, from Hector Gomez. On Twitter, Babe Ruth in 674 career games. Babe Ruth, 159 home runs. Shohei, 160 home runs. Um, Their record through 455 career innings pitched. Babe Ruth, 35 and 18. Shohei, 35 and 19. That is almost identical to Babe Ruth. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. uh the only difference is Babe Ruth was playing against, as Dusty Likens put it a few weeks ago, uh, milkmen and white dudes only. Shohei is playing west of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. He's playing 162 games. He's facing four or five different pitchers a night that are throwing it upwards of 95-plus miles per hour. I, I often get... And a, a few old school baseball fans. I'm an old school baseball fan. I love the history even more than I love the present. I'm with you. Of Major League Baseball, but there's just no comparing Shohei Otani to Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth can't hold a candle to what the great Otani's doing. No, not not today. I mean, with the technology, first of all, the fact that the majority of baseball players are athletes now and they weren't back then, right, and, right. and and whatnot. Like the game is it, the game's harder now to be good at because everybody's got everything 
analyzed and magnified. Like Babe Ruth could go out there and play. There's no book on Babe Ruth or the pitchers or whatever. He just went out there and hit, right? Seaball, right, right. hit ball, which sometimes is better than all the you know nonsense that we go through today. But you can't make a case that the game isn't so much more difficult today to be competitive in than it was back in the day Babe Ruth was playing. Right. Back then, guys could hit 400, could hit in 56 consecutive games. Those records of Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio will never be broken just because of uh, the relievers and the travel. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Joe DiMaggio, Babe Ruth, again, they, they weren't flying from Seattle to Tampa. They, they weren't going from New York to Los Angeles. They were hopping on a train, getting hammered, and then, you know, uh, ending up in Philadelphia after a quick stop. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Talking to Josh Vernier, Royals Insider here on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, let the organization know I'm, I'm applying for the COO job and I can make a major difference uh, for the Royals. Don't you think I'd be good as their COO? Oh, uh, I... I, I I'd like a little bit more information, maybe um, your 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 attack plan, how you're going to turn this thing around I, in I'm the gonna next do, few seasons, uh, but I'm, I'm in your corner. Thank you. I, very much grassroots, and I'm going to win back every fan individually because I think that's what you have to do. Vern, at this point in time, I was telling a story with my daughter sitting on the couch yesterday, and she been watching the quarterback, and she looks at me, she goes, are, are you ready for football? I said, yeah. She goes, baseball stinks. I go, no, 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 it doesn't. Baseball does not stink. The Royals stink. And she says, yeah, that is true. I said, Watch this Ellie De La Cruz, and we sat there and we watched the Reds for a little bit. And I've been watching, you know, the Baltimore Orioles to show them that baseball doesn't stink. It's Kansas City that stinks right now. And I would literally go win every individual over one person at a time because I think you're at that point right now where you truly have to go with a grassroots effort and go to every Kiwanis Club, go to every JC's meeting, go to every Chamber of Commerce meeting, anywhere where people are gathering, or the Romeos or the Hyvees. Like, it doesn't matter. You have to basically run a political campaign to win fans back, and you have to do that by pressing the flesh and meeting everybody individually and winning back each individual right now. Man, that makes it sound like uh, 05, 06. That, that sounds like the task that was laid at the feet of Dayton Moore back in the day. Yeah. Where, where he had to win over the city and convince them that baseball's more than the Yankees and the Dodgers and the teams that, right? I mean, the, the, the classic Dayton Moore story of showing up to Kauffman Stadium, seeing a bunch of David Ortiz and Derek Jeter and Ken Griffey Jr. jerseys, and he's thinking, where are the Royals? Uh, jerseys and, and, and ultimately builds um, a championship team in 2015. Yeah, I, I, I think it's important, um, but I think, and Bob, I think you've done a really good job of this, is you know, it, until they win, I, I think so much of it falls on deaf ears. Yeah. You've tried to help people um, stop conflating J, uh, J.J. with Dayton, Glass with Sherman, and yet it's still... It just it, it falls on deaf ears because to the average Royals fan that's consumed with their family and their nine to five, all they see when they check out Facebook or social media is Royals lost again. Holy crap, they're 40, 41 games below 500. This is year seven of a rebuild. Now you got to take a step back and, and, and acknowledge that it's year one of J.J. Piccolo's rebuild. Right. Now, now that that's difficult to do, and I I really can't get angry when fans conflate the two and say no, no, no. New boss, same as the old boss. This is the sixth straight season where there's been no Haas, no Kane, no Mike Mustakis, and we're losing a lot more than we're winning. So I understand fans yep. having that perception of the team because 
they've been here the entire time and they haven't seen a winner since 2016 or at least a team that was even flirting with winning since 2017. So, yeah, when you get someone like you or someone like me on the radio going, you got to give J.J. some time. It's only year one. They're thinking, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> exactly right. They, they, but that's why it's important, Vern, to go out and meet with people individually. And I say individually, but I'm talking, you know, small sure. groups. You, you, you just can't sit and say it's going to be different. You've got to actually go out and talk to the people and have those personal conversations, those face-to-face conversations, and stand up there and answer all their questions and, and convince them that it is going in a different direction because J.J. isn't Dayton, and I, I've said that a thousand times. I think we need to give J.J. the opportunity to do what he's going to do. John Sherman isn't David Glass. I think John Sherman wants to win here in Kansas City more so than anybody we've seen in the Royals organization th- this side of Dayton more. Like, he, he lives here. His boys are here. He does not want to lose and have to go have dinner and have all his friends make fun of him for having a losing baseball team. It doesn't matter when you live in Arkansas. So I I think John Sherman clearly wants to win. But Bob Fesco and Josh Vernier can't continue to say that and can't continue to wave the white flag. Eventually, it has to come from them. So as their COO, I would be in charge of going out there and doing stuff like that and letting the city know why it's different and face-to-face meetings and talking to people, not holding stadium summits, just showing up places and talking to people. Well, until you get that job, here is my advice to J.J. Piccolo and the rest of this organization because I had a difficult time embracing, not embracing, but even accepting the evaluation season in the month of April. Now, Mm -hmm. I know, Bob, since spring training, you were telling everyone, hey, don't get caught up in wins and losses. It's about progression. If you're caring about wins and losses in 2023, you, sir, are a fool. And you were right. Here we are, 41 games below 500. But I I just couldn't start the season by waving a white flag for a professional baseball team. It just, now I I know I should have, but I just found it agitating. Now, here we are late July. I've, I've come to accept what this is, an evaluation season. I've even embraced it. Um, and if, if there are fans out there still having a difficult time, is it they feel like it's year seven? How are we having an evaluation season? Isn't that what the minor leagues are for? Yeah. I understand all of that, but, but here's how I would attack these final 68 games if I'm a Royals fan is, okay, I'll, I'll go along with it. Let's evaluate. But you must abide by the results. Don't make the same mistake that the previous regime made, where you watch a player, fill in the blank, whatever player, you watch him for 162 games, tell you, I'm not ready to be the starting shortstop. I'm not ready to be the number one starter. I'm not ready to be whatever you thought I was going to be. Believe him. Don't run it back next season after you told us, hey, we're going to evaluate for 162 then abide by the results. If someone over the course of this season, if MJ Melendez doesn't come out of it for a sustained period of time, if Michael Massey or Kyle Isbell never hit, believe them. You got to move on. We, We can't do what the previous regime did, which is put a product on the field. There's enough smart baseball fans in this city that after 162 games, they can properly make their mind up of who can and who cannot play. You cannot try to shove that same product down our throat next season. Even I'm, not, I'm talking individually, even two or three guys that we saw stink for six straight months. If you try to run it back next season, that's when I think you're going to lose this fan base. Now, some are, are, are opposed to ever even embracing this evaluation season. But if you're starting to come around, I think the move now is 
you hold J.J. Piccolo's feet to the fire. If you really want to see just how different he is to Dayton Moore, watch how he handles this offseason. Watch some of the wow moves that he makes in parting with guys that I don't believe the previous regime would have parted with. Who, who do you think, for example? Well, yeah, I mean, th- th- those names I just mentioned, yeah. we'll, 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 you know, we'll see. And, and again, I'm not trying to say that MJ can. I had a very nice conversation with him on the postgame show following yesterday's uh, home run and double. Uh, sounded like a young man that was in a better headspace that got a nice mental break during the All-Star game, was able to work on things without having to go right out at 7 o'clock and go play in a game. Was really able to relax. We'll see if he can keep it up going up against the Detroit Tigers for the next four nights. But uh, 68 games remaining, I you know, I, I, I want to give the guys those remaining 68. If I'm going to embrace the evaluation season, let's give them a full 162. Uh, and, and look, if you know, if MJ does hit, uh, if Michael Massey can turn it around over the final two and a half months and show you the, uh, the, 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 the solid bat that I believe he has, well then, you know, I, I, I can accept Kyle Isbell being a defense first center fielder. I, I you know, one of those premium positions, I'm fine with it being defense first and you kind of punt on offense. Uh, but cl- the clock is ticking, right? Patrick Mahomes is about to take the field. The season is about to end. Isbell, Massey, um, a few of those young pitchers that are going to be appearing in the bullpen down the stretch. Uh, MJ Melendez, a few other names. Uh, yeah, they got to pick it up down the stretch or else JJ's got to make some difficult decisions. All right, we're 15 days away from the trade deadline. How do you think it's going to go over the next 15 days? Is it going to be active? Scott Barlow, I think, is uh, a certainty to be traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicky Lopez, I think, could draw some interest as a utility guy for a team on the cusp of making it to the postseason. Uh, outside of that, as far as the big moves, I think those are coming this offseason. One of those bats that maybe internally they don't think is as good as maybe the numbers he puts up this season. Wouldn't be surprised to see the Royals put together. I don't know if they have Will Myers and Jake Odorizzi, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go throughout their minor leagues and create a package to entice a starting pitcher, not to entice, but to trade, to acquire mm-hmm. a starting pitcher this offseason. A Salvador Perez trade this offseason I don't think is out of the question. I think there will be two to three uh, moments this offseason uh, where the Royals grab the headlines from the Chiefs. And you guys know better than anyone just how difficult that is to do. But I think there will be a few wild moments this offseason. That's good news to hear. Vern, enjoy the uh, enjoy the series against the Tigers. We'll talk to you next how week. How could you not? I you know, know, right? Exciting. Very exciting times. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Josh Vern here, our Royals insider. Great conversation with Vern today here on 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.